It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Barracuda defenseman Leon Gavanke joins the show today. Uh, we're going to chat about coming from Germany, uh, kind of the, the rise of German hockey, uh, his trades to San Jose, and of course, get to know Gavanke uh, off the ice a bit. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite teams in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Probably a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. Um, so today we have Leon Gavanke, who is... Uh, you very i was very excited about him come when he was coming over from uh winnipeg um and he's starting to kind of find his his footing in with the barracuda so um before we get to gavanke do want to know that today's game today's sharks game when they play the flyers tonight at 7 30 um as the sharks can they just not give up 10 goals in a game um Catch the puck drop from uh, the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search Sharks. And before we get into it with Gavanke, I uh, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started and now we bring in san jose barracuda defenseman leon kavanka leon how's it going buddy hey good how are you doing well uh we are recording this on halloween so i see you're wearing your best duck costume there uh (laughs) but wanted to get you on to bring you know kind of talk about your path to san jose and, and kind of your hockey career so uh when did you realize that hockey could be something for you um well it was back in germany obviously i mean um i kind of got into hockey in a strange way like none of my family ever has to do anything with hockey or like anything so i just went to a game once with my dad because uh, he got tickets and ever since then i loved it and i wanted to go to them to the game so i had to play hockey so they like took me to practice and then i was playing soccer and hockey like both at the same time for like several years and then eventually it would like uh take so much like so much practices and everything so i couldn't do both anymore and then i had to make a decision um and then i decided for hockey luckily um it was a tough decision at that time because i was i'm I'm a really really uh like i'm really into soccer and i love playing soccer but Mm -hmm. at that point i was just like i don't know i just decided for hockey and then um yeah, I got drafted to the queue, played three years uh, in Cape Breton, got drafted to Winnipeg, um, was there for four. And then now this summer I got uh, traded to San Jose and uh, now I'm very happy to to be here in the nice weather and 
nice <laughs> environment and everything. <laughs> um, I know you see a lot of like guys who start out with like kind of the soccer background and then they kind of switch to hockey. Uh, what is it do you think of between the two sports that's so relatable? Oh, I don't know. For me in Germany, it's just every little kid starts playing soccer, you know, like people, like kids in Canada, for example, have skates on with two or three <laughs> yeah. and I have soccer cleats on with two and three right away, you know, so it was kind of just like, I think you can't really get around it because uh, all your friends are playing everyone. And then uh, in my like home little village, like there was one soccer team and everyone was on it. So um, kind of like this and then, yeah, and then hockey, uh Kind of took over and um mm. it was at that point it was just way more fun for me so um yeah so for me it's kind of just because everyone in germany did it i did it too <laughs> <laughs> makes sense uh you talk about like you know you're you're from germany and i wanted to ask about like the the growth of hockey in germany right you have of course nico Sturm who plays for the sharks uh you have tim stutzel who, who every sharks fan is connected with for uh you know draft reasons you have this guy leon dreisaitl who's pretty good what do you think has been the key reason for the growth and development of, of hockey in germany um i think just the way they start working back home i think there's a lot of uh strides in the right direction over the last couple of years and then i think a, a very big part also is uh the success we had with the national team over the last few years i mean it started off with the crazy olympics that they had where they got second and it kind of like it grew the sport so much like there was so many people that were literally texting me and like i i just watched hockey for the first time and it's actually amazing and People were like waking up early just to watch hockey at that point. And then like in the last couple of years, um, we were doing really good at the world championships as well. And I think uh, just in general, it's, it's, it's growing and people are starting to, to notice and realize what uh, nice of a sport it is. And, um, and then on the other side, like I said before, there's a, a lot of guys who are going in the right direction with the development of German hockey. I think um, they're having like some rules in the DL with like the under 23 German players and all of that. So all of that helps. And um, I think um, even, yeah, if you look in the NHL, there's a lot more than there used to be, but even in the junior leagues, like in the, in the mm-hmm. CHL, I remember at my time, I was the only guy with Manuel Widerer who played here to, uh, in the queue and now there's like at least in every league there's a couple germans so um yeah it's common it's growing and it's heading in the right direction and it makes us very excited uh for the future uh i mean you've, you've like you said you've played for your your country what does it mean to, to represent your country uh it's awesome it means a lot obviously it's every everyone's dream i think uh in 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 europe kind of the world championships are like the number one thing and everyone's kind of like looking forward to the world championship and wants to play for their country eventually it's like kind of the biggest thing growing up uh, in, in european hockey and um yeah it was awesome to to play in in these world championships now and then to put on the the, the jersey in pro like in pro hockey for the first time was obviously amazing and it's it's always an honor to to be fighting for my car, like to be playing for my country. Let's say it that way. Uh, which uh, non-German t- uh, country is the best sweater? Best sweater? Yeah. I really like, I'm not just saying this, but I always really love the U.S. Like with this, with the stars and like I, like, I really love the blue and everything. So 
Um, yeah, and I actually traded uh, like a hoodie with Mikey Asimont uh, ah, nice. at, the world, at the World Championship because I was like, man, these USA hoodies look so nice. I need one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me it's team sweden i don't just because i like really bright oh, colors brown. yeah yeah, yeah i like the a... yellow and they get right. the yellow and the blue like the yellow with the the blue font and everything and the blue stars it's those are my favorite <laughs> i need to get a hold of one uh but um who was your favorite player growing up um eric carlson oh, he's no. just <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just always been kind of like a i was always like a righty defenseman and then mm-hmm. as a kid like in germany i didn't watch too much nhl to be honest but i yeah. always knew him and i remember him in ottawa and all that stuff and then yeah i actually got to skate with him this summer uh for a couple of times that was that was pretty cool for sure <laughs> oh uh, i'm sorry eric carlson is amazing it's just uh bad timing bad timing so uh who did you try to to model your game after was it eric carlson or was or is did anybody you try to model your game after now um to be honest like Back then, when I was like looking up to guys and everything, I was mm. kind of more looking to, at in the German league. Like I was a really kind of like just at home, and I liked the DL. Like the Berlin team was my favorite team ever. Like growing up, I had season tickets, all of that. So I was kind of just like looking towards their guys a little bit. But then on the other hand, like I would follow obviously. Like I'd see what Carlson does and all of that, and then, yeah, I I don't know. I don't really have a player that I model my game off. I mean, I do watch like a lot of hockey, and but mm-hmm. then I think there's so many defensemen by now that are like fun to watch, like McCarr, all these guys. It's just incredible how they produce offense. So um, yeah, it's it's just great to watch them. I feel like we're in a golden age of def- like offensive defensemen between like mm-hmm. you've got Makar, you have Carlson, of course, uh, you got guys like Quinn, uh, Hughes up in, oh. and then you have like well, you just have all the Hughes brothers who are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it feels like uh, the blue line is it's going to be a golden age of, of offensive defensemen here. So, um, I guess before we continue with the Yankee, we talk about the trade uh, that brought him to San Jose, how he was basically on his way to Germany already before he uh, finds out that he's coming to San Jose. Uh, Just need to take a quick break here. And talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And if you want to snap into the NFL uh, season, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, and... Um, just sharks goalie saves over. Just take the over on that. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility 
and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. You moved to the queue as you talked about, you know, when you're age 15 or 16. First of all, how's your French? Um, and then second of all, like, what's it like going, moving across, you know, moving to a different uh, country across, you know, an ocean uh, at that age? Um, yeah, well, first of all, my French is, uh, I don't think it improved much. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, like, I can tell you a couple of swear words that I picked up. I was going to uh, say, over- that's. That's yeah. probably the ones you learn them quick Christmas. Yeah, that's where we learned them in like my first couple of weeks there. No, but uh, yeah, since I was in Cape Breton, uh, which is Nova Scotia, so it was all English. Uh, I was kind of really like only around mostly English. And then in the room, obviously, it was half French, half English, but um, like actually learning, I never, I had it in school for four years, but yeah, I'm, I'm just very bad at it. So I don't really understand or talk anything. Um, and then, yeah, on the other side, it was um, it was a, a, a big move, obviously, for me. It was my first time ever being away from home. Uh, and then not just being away in a different city, like you're in a different country, you're kind of across the world and you can't just like go back like this. So yeah. uh, it was definitely challenging. But um, like I said in previous interviews, I can only uh, uh, advise to any like anyone from Europe that has the opportunity to, to play in Europe uh, in major junior hockey over here is it's they should definitely do this just because it's so much easier to develop here you have so much more opportunity and so much like more coaches that work with you and that um have like way more experience and stuff so um yeah i had i had a great time in cape Breton. i had great billets they helped me a lot uh my teammates were awesome so after the first couple months where you're like obviously the language barrier a little bit and all of that um i got comfortable super quick and um yeah i can i can only show love for cape breton that's for sure yeah um and then you mentioned right you're drafted in the the fifth round of the 2017 draft uh what was your draft experience like did you stay home did you go to chicago for the draft uh yeah kind of tell us about your draft experience yeah, I was um, I was home because um, I wasn't really sure if I was going to get drafted or not. You know, when you're like a later round mm-hmm. pick, it's like kind of hard always to uh, see. But I was at my buddy's uh, birthday party, actually, and we all watched it together there. And we had like a YouTube stream and it was um, obviously it was lagging a little bit and behind. <laughs> so uh, I remember like two picks before me, like we were two picks before and I got a call from my agent and he called me. Yeah, you just got drafted. And I was like, wait, what? Like we didn't even see that yet. Um, and then he told me, yeah, you just got drafted to Winnipeg and like everything. And obviously Chevy called me and everything. And then uh, I went back and. Uh, while I was talking to them, I heard them scream all like two or three minutes later <laughs> once they thought. And uh, yeah, then I just sat back. Like We were still celebrating a little bit. And then I already had to jump into the plane the next morning and go to death camp. But um, yeah, it's something obviously a day I'll I'll never forget. And uh, that feeling I had once I got that call, it was, it was something special for sure. Um, and then you played, you know, you played a fair amount of games in the AHL. Um, I know though it was always crazy with the COVID, right? You went back to to Germany to play a couple of games, then kind of when the AHL gets started, what was the COVID year like for you? Because I know it's so crazy for everybody during that time of trying to figure out where you're going to play, trying to get, to continue to play, but of course dealing with all the COVID issues. Yeah, it was definitely a tough year. I think. Um, 
Well, first of all, we didn't know what was going on for forever, and then uh, the German league started playing, and then I like trained with them the whole time already. So, <laughs> um, I we were like me and my agent, I might as well like I would like to play here, obviously. And then I, I saw a bunch of guys going to European teams just to start playing and um, all of that. And then I started playing for Berlin, and then um, yeah, the Jets camp started, and I I didn't get invited, so I thought I'd just stay there a whole year, you know, maybe play the full year. They actually won it that year too, so that would have been <laughs> something uh, pretty cool. No, but yeah, and then I got the call. Um, I had to come back to HL, and yeah, we played a we played a year in in our practice rink uh, without even like they told us already before that there wasn't going to be playoffs or anything. And um, yeah, it was definitely definitely a tough year, but uh, I'm glad all of that is over now, and um, <laughs> yeah. we finally can play in front of fans again and everything. Um, last year, you tied the AHL lead in goals for a defenseman with 20. Uh, wait, what makes you such a dangerous scorer from the blue line? Oof, I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> last year, it was just all going in for me. No, um, I don't know. Like I I think uh, in Manitoba, like especially on the decor, we, just, we were so confident in each other and we knew each other for so long and it was kind of we read of each other really well and um, I played with, with great teammates there um, that I played with for over three or four years now. So we kind of always knew and then uh, they knew in what spot I am. And if <laughs> I would get the puck in that spot, uh, I can put it in the back of the net. So I, it was kind of um, both like just getting opportunity and then obviously hitting them too. So um, yeah, overall just everything worked kind of my way last year and, and I had a, I had a great year for sure. Uh, you, I guess it was reported that you were actually going to be heading back to Germany until you got traded. Uh, were you kind of surprised when the, the trade came up or kind of what what happened in that time? Well, it was uh, at that point I was, uh, I was a little surprised to be honest, be, just because it was kind of like late already. It was like after the draft. And I thought uh, like, I always had the hope that I was going to get traded at the draft or something. Mm -hmm. Then it didn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, um, I already packed my bags and we were already moving <laughs> to Mannheim that week, actually. And then I got the call on a Sunday night, I remember. And they just told me, yeah, we're going to, you're going to get traded to, to San Jose and everything. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just so happy to, to know that my uh, uh, career over here is not over yet, you know, yeah. and that it kind of worked out what my plan was to like um, sign in Europe and then hope hopefully I can get a different scenario over here somehow. And um, yeah, I'm very happy with the work uh, my agent did and uh, very glad uh, the Sharks are going to, or give me the opportunity now to play for their organization and uh, to hopefully make it here. All right. Before we get to know Gavarke off the ice a little bit, I do just need to take a quick break here. And talk to you guys about our good friends over at Sleeper. The new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Uh, the Sharks could maybe score 50 goals this season in total. Um, the Sharks could win the draft lottery. You could also win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Um, all you got to do, 
is just pick some of your favorite players. Um, basically, whoever's playing the Sharks is usually a good way to go. Or if you want to pick some of the stars like McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, uh, and they'll record more or less on the sleeper projection apps for things like goals, assists, saves, plus and minus, and more in a given game. To win the 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win a 100 times your money play daily fancy hockey with sleepers to so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use promo code locked on nhl you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply uh that's code locked on nhl see term uh, sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've been in San Jose for a little bit. What's I know you you mentioned the great weather. What's your thoughts on on the Bay Area so far? Oh, it's great. Um <laughs> I've yeah, I lived in Winnipeg the last four years, so uh, I didn't see too much sun there in the winter. But um, no, it's just awesome, like just in general, to to be out here, be on the coast, uh, have like I said, the nice weather, and then just so much to do on days off. You can like explore so much. Um, like we went to Santa Cruz a bunch of times. Now mm-hmm. we went to San Francisco a couple times, and yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a great spot to live on Earth. That's for sure. Yeah, if you, it's a little bit off, but if you get a chance to go to Yosemite, that's like my, it's a couple hours away, but like it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, a couple hours away. It's when you have a couple days off, but that, that place is Yosemite National Park. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a few hours away, but it is uh, absolutely gorgeous up there. So that's what I always recommend. So, um, I know the Cuda have had a little bit of a struggle this season. You know, they kind of, you guys had some trouble holding leads. What do you think is the big uh, thing for the Cuda that you guys need to focus on to kind of get back on track here? Yeah, I think it's just having a consistent effort for 60 minutes. I think um, obviously we're not off to the start that we wanted, but I think other than uh, two games so far, we could have we could have went um, with the win. Like we could have came out with the win that night. It's just like, some little things that are that are biting us right now and um i think it's, it comes with consistency and then obviously it comes with confidence too and confidence you can only get when you're winning right so um i think for us it's uh it's really key to finally get this like second third fourth win and then kind of get on a roll and start playing because we showed that um we're not that bad of a team like we are in the standings right now and that we can definitely play with top teams like Coachella or um, even like Henderson is a, is a really good team this year so um, I think uh, we got to stay positive here and got to stay uh, got to try to keep our confidence but then on the other hand also face reality and truth that it's just not been enough so far and that we have to that we have to make sure we have a 60 minute effort and that we can't have these like five, 10 minutes where we break down and receive like three to four goals. And then we're just chasing the game. So, um, yeah, I think obviously not the start we wanted, but, um, mm. overall, I think we're still confident and I think we can definitely turn the page around, uh, like later on this year now. Yeah. And especially because uh, it is a lot of new pieces kind of coming together right now for you guys, you know, you look at the blue line, it's, 
basically completely different than what it was the end of the season last year and a lot of new pieces i i, I feel confident you guys will get it together but yeah it's some early early season jitters so far so uh off the ice what does your pre-game prep look like are you a, a superstitious guy a little stitious guy or are you more of a let it flow type of guy um, well, I'm, I, I have my routine for sure, but it's not that if I don't do something exactly that way, it's going to throw me off or anything, but, um, I'd like to, to keep it the same way. Like I'll always have my nap at certain times. I'll, I always know what I'm going to do first when I get to the ring, what I'm going to do second. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to play the ball game at a certain time and stuff. But, um, like I, I don't have like a, like super superstitious thing. Like it's kind of, um, over the years, you build your routine, you know, you do this uh, almost every second day uh, in the month where hockey is. So um, with that, obviously, comes routine. And then I try to keep it that way. But, like, I'm not, like, totally focused on every – to do every step the same, no. <laughs> uh, are you a uh, coffee guy before the game or no? Yeah, coffee. After I wake up from my nap, I need it. And then sometimes I have a second one before the game if I still feel a little, a little uh, not Iced coffee or hot coffee? <laughs> Hot, 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 hot. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I'm the same way. It could be 110 on. I want hot coffee. I can't do iced yeah. coffee. Uh, I don't know how people do it. So, um, what about music? Are you a like headphones guy or whatever the DJ puts on? Oh, yeah. At the ring, I, I'll listen to whatever the boys put on. But um, before that, in the bus or anywhere, like I'll obviously have my headphones in and then I'll listen to some German rap. German <laughs> rap. All right. Uh, who's the DJ right now for the Barracuda? uh cheech cheech okay yeah. yeah i know robbins potentially but i know he's been out for a little bit so oh, yeah i don't like ever since now it's been always cheech yeah makes sense all right uh question i ask every player uh socks and skates are you a monster who does not wear socks with your skates i wear socks for sure <laughs> <laughs> i cannot I, do that. i don't know i've seen i don't know i've really only played with one guy who always went in their skates without and it it freaked me out every time i saw that so (laughs) yeah i'll definitely wear my big hockey socks (laughs) all right uh last question so uh what's your favorite off-season activity or when you have a day off what's your favorite thing to do outside of hockey go to the niners games pretty big like just in general i i love events like if mm-hmm. i have the chance uh, to see a game here i'm obviously going like we went to a bunch now um no but other than that i'd say off season is definitely traveling like i i love uh, just seeing different spots uh, in the world and now with my career so far i've been to so many different places and it kind of just makes you want to see more and more and like how it is over there and just see different cultures and everything so that's kind of how I would describe my off season, like the most fun stuff. And then I like my soccer team back home, I'm a huge soccer fan. So anytime they play, I'll be there and have uh, fun with my friends at the game. Uh, Leon, you've said all, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this season, stay healthy. And uh, hopefully we see you called up here sooner rather than later. So you can uh, get that NHL game here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Appreciate it. All right, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Leon Gavanke. Um, I think kind of looking at how they could have played over the weekend against the Calgary Wranglers, um, you could see the defense really starting to come together. And it, what's been kind of a very 
loosey goosey defense for the the Barracuda really played strong this weekend for them as as they won. They lost the first game on Friday, zero to one, but then they came back and played one four to one um, over the Wranglers. And I, I think this is a big step and signs of things for the Comets. Um, it feels like they do have two goalies that they can count on between Romanov and then Magnus Krona. And the defense guys like Kavanke and then Muka Madulin and Thrun. And I think Shimmick's played well too. If these guys can continue to kind of figure things out while the offense is still trying to click, um, I think the Kuda are only where to go from here. So um, I, I do expect Kavanke to get a, a call up at some point this season into the NHL um, because, I mean, we, we've watched the Sharks at some point and they're going to probably keep trying guys until they can find some sort of combination that looks decent. So I think for him, continuing to play strong, um, trying to, you know, I think we'll see his point production go up as the offense kind of figures things out here, especially as they're getting reinforcements with Portolo and you hope Tristan Robbins gets back soon. Um Start to figure things out, and I think a guy like Gavanke um, should get an NHL opportunity this season. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the Flyers game. Uh, so make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Sharks, and you can follow me on Twitter at My Fryhole. Until tomorrow, bye, friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.